Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I'm Lauren. Hi Lauren, I'm Charles. What's up? We're doing uh, Niagara Niagara today from 1998. I am, I think I say this about once a month, I cannot wait to see if anyone knows this movie. Um, yeah, I, um, I, to my knowledge, I think there are, it has maybe like 17 fans out there. Right? So, Let's um, see. <laughs> like, Let's see if we can get at least, uh, I don't know, like 50 people who know this movie. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, um, it's, it's, I think it's one of those movies that just came, that just showed in theater and left so quietly and like, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't, it was released on VHS, but not on DVD. Yeah. So like it's, um, and so, you know, in order to. You had to be alive during the time when VHS tapes were a thing. So like. completely, and I have to say, um, this is came out in 1998. It premiered at the Venice Film Festival in '97, and it's directed by Bob Gossy or Goss. I'm not sure how you pronounce it, uh, and written by Matthew Weiss. And this stars Robin Tooney. And we just had a conversation about we don't know if it's Tunney or Tooney, but I've always said Tooney, but I'm not sure. Um, if anyone actually out there knows, like what's the, supposedly the correction, I have no idea. But she's in this film along with Henry Thomas, Michael Parks, Stephen Lang, John Ventimiglia. Those are just like the base, but it's basically Robin Tooney and Henry Thomas. Yeah, it's kind of like Bonnie and Clyde, but like with like you know G- Gen Xers, you know. Yes, <laughs> so. on the road and on the run is my like kind of tentative in my head series. So this would be in that scenario because they are on the road and they are in on the run <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah it's actually um it's a sleeper movie i was gonna say it's i i would even warrant to say that this film probably did not come out in any theaters beyond new york and la yeah i don't even know if it opened wide yeah yeah i mean i i, I could see that because I remember back in the day, um, my well, I'll just give my my quick first impression. I first saw this movie in '98. I rented it at Potomac mm. Video, and the reason I rented it is because I saw the TV spot during the MTV VMAs in like '97. Oh. I want to say uh-huh. it was '96. It was '97, and I remember knowing Robin Tooney from uh, Empire Records, fucking the craft, and I was like, oh my god, cool. And Henry Thomas is in what ET. Isn't that the yeah. big movie that he's in, right? Yeah, I think yeah, I think that's like his big movie that everyone knows, like off the top of their head. But I know he's been like a bunch of other stuff too. Yeah, and he also was in, I want to say like a Law and Order. Uh, it's like okay. something like that. But they're like the two in this situation, in this story. But that's why I was like, oh shit, this looks really cool. So I went and rented it. And then yeah, like this movie first it's one of those movies that I remember so vividly, and I really connected with and i loved the soundtrack and i got mm. it that that christmas on cd which is oh, for cool. a while it was really hard to find the soundtrack because it's very like folksy it's very kind of like alt country yeah and uh, alt country folk i guess you could say um but it's just i love it i really really love the soundtrack even to this day i'm like oh my god it's not even on spotify i checked i'm gonna see if i can make a playlist with the songs but otherwise i'm gonna bust out my cd and like burn it to my computer <laughs> yeah <laughs> because i really want to listen to it i haven't heard the soundtrack in like it's in like its entirety for a long time so cool. yeah I'm excited. So, what are what's your first impression? Um, so I'm pretty sure that I watched it with you. And yeah, it could have been. I I definitely talked about this movie when it came out. Um, 
and uh like um and i haven't seen it since so like oh wow yeah this is rentable uh people out there it's not thank god it's not so obscure that you can't see it unlike some gregor rocky films that people on tiktok are like how do i see this i was like I don't know. I have a burned copy. <laughs> like it's not on DVD, but like, but that one is like actually on YouTube. Like yeah. people upload it every now and again. Um, but uh, I, I believe it's also, a, I believe it's also available to rent on Amazon prime. Yeah. Which is awesome. I bought it through Amazon because that was the only option and I bought it years ago. So it's like on my Amazon thing, but, and I have the tape, the VHS tape, but, oh, um, cool. but yeah, it's like, it's one of, yeah, it's totally one of those. There's actually the end of this movie. There's, there are two music videos from two songs that are like loosely played in the film. One is by, I want to say like, Oh fucking a, his name's like Richard Everett or something like that. I'll look it up because I need to probably know that. <laughs> so yeah. Talking about it. But when we get to music, we'll get there. But um, okay. yeah. Oh, sorry. Keep going with your uh, first impressions. Oh yeah. Um, so like it's, um, it's weird because this movie um, like you think it's going to start off as like this offbeat like romance, and then it turns into something else like pretty quickly. <laughs> so, <laughs> it does. Like, it's it's dark. Yeah, yeah, it is. yeah. It's it's pretty dark. I have to say, and uh, the CD is going for fifty six dollars on Amazon. So, oh wow, used. So there you go. This is like one of those deep cuts that is like yeah, it's like a really crazy strange thing to know about richard davies is the artist oh, that okay. has the music video at the end of uh of this vhs but yeah um it, yeah it is it is it is really dark i feel like it's just god this movie just is so late 90s yeah it is it's so, so like uh the the main theme of this film the overall arc of this film is a girl that we find out later has tourette's syndrome mm-hmm. and she meets this guy in a kind of like a a jet, like a, almost like a goodwill but it's also like a department store and they literally this is the most 90s thing ever because they just kind of physically bump into each other yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like there's no yeah there's no kind of pretext or anything it's just that's what happens and she's like it's like an eccentric like kind of offbeat comedy but it's not like a black comedy yeah or anything like it's not actually it's not really a comedy at all i mean parts are kind of funny but it's yeah it's like this really weird like a Harold and Maude vibe mm-hmm. without them having like a differing age but yeah. just like two different stories and really interesting stories there are a lot that you actually don't find out about these characters which is I feel like what makes it interesting like you find out a little bit but there's still kind of more that you want to know but you just kind of follow them around I don't know I really like it this is like one of my favorite movies yeah it's yeah, just, yeah it's just it's a really good. good one yeah it's a good vibe um, it uh, makes you realize how important it is to take your me- 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 medication. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and to always have like proper refills. Yeah. Like real ones <laughs> handy. Yeah. <laughs> Not be like doing all this crazy stuff. But it also and makes you just, yeah. Some of, some of the pills they take are like insane. Like, yeah, right. Like, like, I mean, I th- they think there's that there's like one scene when she's like, "Oh, Seth, how many Demerol do you want?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, isn't Demerol like the same as morphine? <laughs> like, isn't that what Michael Jackson was using? I thought he was using propofol. Propofol. Okay, I know it was an OL. It's one of those like sedatives. I think if it's an yeah. OL, like Haldol, I think is one that they used to use for like a sedative. 
Yeah, I said a lot I, of places. I, I think Haldol is sort of like Thorazine, like it's an antipsychotic. And yeah, I think mm-hmm. that um, think it that, think that it just kind of calms you down, just makes you really sleepy. Oh, so, okay. So if you're like fighting, it's what like kind of makes your muscles like relax. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, if you're like tensing up, or if you're like, yeah, it's it's also I have a massive question at the end of this because I feel like there's definitely some foul play. Um, and spoiler alert, like, uh, just go watch the fucking movie because we're going to just talk all around it. So you're going to know what happens at the end. But um, I mentioned our cast already. Do you have any favorite, like, Robin Tooney, mo- like, movies? Um, like, well, what is your favorite? I think, um, I'm trying to think. Um, probably the, the probably the Craft, I'd say. Oh, yeah. She was pretty cool in that. Um, like, and I know that she's been, like, a bunch of stuff, too um but like she was in the mentalist that tv show encino man <laughs> oh was she oh, yeah that's that. her first movie yeah. <laughs> um I'm, I'm trying to think yeah i know she was in empire records and mm-hmm. and she's just like one of those like kind of like uh like um like mid-90s just kind of like casting like um you know like choices that's just sort of seems to be always there you know mm-hmm. like it's true like, yeah, you know, she's just a, a very staple like mid nineties actress. She did um, Prison Break for a while. She oh, also that's did. Right. Yeah, she also was in The Mentalist, which was like a main role from two thousand eight to two thousand fifteen. Okay, so that was one hundred and fifty one episodes. So I think that she's like a TV. It seems like most of her work now seems to be in TV and less in film. Okay, but um, Empire Records, Deborah is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> um if we're is, gonna um, talk about them is her character in empire records the one that shapes her head uh-huh okay okay yeah she's my favorite um and just how she like walks into the gun at the end like she's she plays a certain type <laughs> we'll yeah. say like niagara niagara and this and then empire records and the craft have like very similar um yeah just like very similar like kind of backstories yeah, I guess okay. kind of, which is really interesting. Um, cool. All right, so let's move on to behind the scenes, and this is one of those we're lucky we dredged anything up, folks, because <laughs> there's not um, much. I, I I I have I have two bullet points. <laughs> okay. So, um, so Rotten Tomatoes, uh, um, the critics have the score at fifty percent. Like uh, what? And I was like, really? We're rewatching the same movie? Yeah, um, this movie was great. And then, um, but it has an audience score of 81%. Yeah, there we so. go. So, fuck off. Um, and uh, Kate Winslet and Juliette Lewis were offered the role of Mercy, but they turned it down. Wow. Let's talk about this. Now, Kate Winslet <laughs> had just come off of Titanic fame at this point. So, I understand that. Yeah. Um, there is actually a mid-90s like kate winslet movie that i kind of want to see called heavenly creatures that that also oh, what's ha- that um i don't know but it's directed by peter jackson and it also has oh. melanie linsky who plays shauna in <gasps> fucking yellow jacket yeah and i think that it's about like two teenage girls who had this like really close intense relationship and about like their families are trying to keep them apart but i don't know what like the real plot is 
So oh, here's the description so far on Google. Wealthy and precocious teenager Juliet, who's Kate Winslet, transfers from England to Christchurch, New Zealand with her family and forms a bond with the quiet brooding Pauline, who's Melanie Linsky, through their shared love of handsome big screen tenor Mario Lanza and games of make-believe. When their parents um, begin to suspect that their increasingly intense friendship is becoming unhealthy, the girls decide to run away to America Hatching a dark plan for those who threaten to keep them apart. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. This wow. sounds like a fucking Thelma and Louise, yeah. but like really dark. Like if you come and mess with our relationship, like we're going to fuck you up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow. That has now been added to the letterbox. <laughs> Check out the links. We have all of the letterbox, the movies that we're going to do and some movies that I watch and stuff recently. I'll, I'll post and log in there, but um, okay. That actually sounds good. Yeah, I'm down for that. <laughs> cool. Um, so, what are your thoughts on Kate Winslet and or Juliet Lewis being cast as Marcy? Okay, so I okay with Kate Winslet, I understand because I just mentioned the Titanic thing, and I know that once that movie did so well, it kind of like everything that came before was kind of like who cares, and it was yeah. just moved on. Now Kate Winslet, I don't think I've actually seen that many of her films, or maybe I have and I haven't realized she was in them. The only one I can think of is Eternal Sunshine, okay. that comes to mind. That's something that I really know by her, but. I'm trying to think of like, like I am a notorious person who does not like Titanic. So like, do not ask me to review it on this podcast because um, I can't. I'm, I'm trying to think. Uh, I know that she was in like a, um, that adaptation of sense and sensibility that came out in 95. Yes. I remember um, that. I have not seen it. And then um, I'm trying to think, I think she was also in the movie Quills where Jeffrey Rush plays the Marquis de Sade. Oh, um, isn't Joaquin in that? Yeah, I think so. I think he plays a priest. Yeah. Oh, I've also seen Mare of Easttown most recently. Oh, okay. That Kate Winslet did. Yeah. I mean, I've seen her later things, but I think I haven't seen Revolutionary Road. That's another film that I want to see with her and DiCaprio. Oh, it's 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 good, but it's like rough. (laughs) Is it? (laughs) Yeah. You're married, right? Isn't like a married family or something like that? Yeah, it's about a married couple who plans to like uh, sell their house and move to Paris. Um, oh, okay. And, um, it's, I now I, see Leo in a completely different light after listening to me on the blinds. Uh, go yeah. if you care about gossip at all. Me and Charles are like fully into this like conspiracy celebrity world. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's really fun. Um, yeah, it is all true, and um, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nothing is alleged. Ha ha. No, it's. I mean, I guess it technically is alleged, but you know. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, now I'll, I'll, I see Leo in a totally different way. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, it is kind of hard to look at him the same but i do i do think that leo and kate winslet are like legit friends i know Um, i actually love them and so i think this was the first movie that they did together since titanic they remind me of like a really vanilla version of johnny depp and helena bonham carter yeah yeah (laughs) it's like we want to get these two actors that really love working together but we don't want them to be like too dark so like yeah (laughs) let's make them a 50s couple because i don't know if johnny depp and helena actually they probably could do that too because they literally really good actually (laughs) yeah that actually might be better (laughs) if that happened yeah it actually could be a lot better um I'm also really upset from listening to one of the recent Beyond the Blinds that we never got a fucking watch what happens live with Andy Cohen and Tom Cruise. Like that is my <laughs> big I've been thinking about it for like the past week. That we didn't get that fucking like one-on-one interview. Cause like he would be messy as fuck. And I would be 
so here for it because everyone knows I have this like sick obsession with like gossip around Tom Cruise. I just I don't know why. I um I um <laughs> I um I like I like don't care for Andy Cohen, but I'm also like scared to death of him. So, right. <laughs> I'm like, um, like all of a sudden, like someone knocks on our door. We're like scared. <laughs> like you said my name three times in a row. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, hello. <laughs> like coming in like to the clubhouse with like a fucking shot ski or <laughs> no, whatever the fuck. Um, okay. And Juliet Lewis. So Kate Winslet, I don't know because I haven't seen her young and in a role like this, but I'm sure she, I mean, she's a great actress, so I feel yeah. like she probably could. Juliette Lewis, I feel like, would be incredible. Yeah, yeah. I just think she is very similar to a Robin a Robin Tooney, but I'm actually glad that Robin was in this because I don't think I would have, I would have expected Juliette. She was pretty big at yeah. this point. She had been, I'm assuming when they, I don't know when this film was actually written, like when they were casting, because in 94, she was in Natural Born Killers. I mean, that was a pretty, like, you know, Oliver Stone, Woody Harrelson, like that was a big deal. So she was a big, she was a big name at that point. Yeah. Um, And so was Kate Winslet. And I feel like Robin Tooney, like, just isn't at all. So I don't know if, I don't know it, how it kind of came to her. It served me the story feel more grounded in reality that like there mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily like a huge like A-list actress in the lead role. Yeah. Um, Either one of them. Yeah. Like, nobody yeah. was A-list. Like it was very like, this was, this is probably one of the most indie movies. Like when you talk about 90s indie films, which was, there was a big boom during that that time in cinema that there were a lot of small uh, production companies putting out films. Like this one is by the shooting gallery is the, the production company. Mm-hmm. And it's like all of these, like this was a huge time when a lot of the films that we even talk about on here are indie. Like they're not big budget films. I mean, some are, but this is a definite indie film. Like you can tell yeah. this is very like shooting in real motels, you know, dive bars, all the locations are super cool. And they're all, you know, in like upstate New York and stuff like that. But Juliet Lewis, I think would have been dope. I love her in California. Another film that mm. we reviewed a long time ago. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, it's, it's, Brad um, Pitt. it's tough to watch. It's, it's, it's rough, but I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's great it's, it's just, um and like i always forget that david duchovny is in that movie yeah right <laughs> like, like i david duchovny is i feel like an untapped uh like celebrity that we don't talk enough about and that i kind of want to like know more about yeah he is like i mean besides x-files he was already in x-files when he did california i think Oh, I think okay. he had just started or something like it was like in the early days but i love the show californication like that show is mm. so funny. I don't know if anyone out there watches it. It was on Showtime like ages ago, like ten years ago. But it was on when I lived in LA. So when I would watch it, I would I would like feel really connected because I knew the area that they were in and everything like that. So that's another. He was really funny, and he like plays guitar and like I think writes. Like I think he just does a lot of shit. Yeah, like he's super yeah. like well rounded. Yeah, I think he's really cool though. He's super hot. That fucking shoot that he did with Scully in like was it Rolling Stone where they were all like aliens and he had like the those like latex. I think he had like latex on. I know she does, and it looks like they're like, um, you know, going for like aliens and stuff, like hunting oh, aliens cool. and stuff. Yeah, it's really cool. There's um there's a scene in the X Files when like Mulder and Scully go out to Hollywood. Because there's a movie that's being filmed and, like, the two lead characters are loosely based on, on like, them. Really? And, like, yeah. in the show? Yeah. Oh, um, cool. So they go out to, like, the film set and the 
and the people playing Mulder and Scully are Gary Shandling and Taya Le- Le- Leone. Oh and, my god, that's who David Duchovny married. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and so there's this like really awkward scene when like Gary Shandling and like Fox Mulder are like trying to make conversation, and it's just like r- really awkward and like. Tail Leone like turns to Scully and she's like, "Can you show me how to run in heels?" And like w- w- while Gary Shandling and like Mulder are talking, you just see Tail Leone running back and forth across the screen in heels. <laughs> it's just like, it's oh my really, god! It's 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 really funny. Yeah, I feel like I was too young to fully experience and understand the X Files, so I think that my next like dive into nostalgia TV. I'm watching Homeland right now, as if anyone out there even cares what I'm currently watching. But if you want to know, I'm watching Homeland right now. Once I'm done with that, I'm going to take a dive into Twin Peaks. Mm. Because I've never actually seen it. And I have like 800 people telling me that I fucking will love it. And um, and then I think I might watch X Files. Yeah, it's good. It's because I've good. never I've seen like bits when I was younger, but I now kind of want to see the show. <laughs> I want to see um, it as an adult now. I didn't really watch it when it, when it was on, but I watched it later after it was all over. Mm-hmm. And like, and like, so some of the episodes from like the early seasons are like They're legit, scary. like still really scary. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, the but, cigarette man, and yeah. there are a lot of famous people in those episodes too, which is mm-hmm. kind of neat. That when you, I like, I like when you watch old shows now. Like I was watching Melrose Place, and you'll be like, oh my god, that's like lisa renna or like yeah <laughs> like it's it's really cool because you're like oh yeah i forgot all these people were like in like one episode of these like massive shows um so yeah it's kind of cool even, um, i didn't even know that pedro pascal was in like a buffy episode <laughs> like, that's right he was <laughs> yeah he like is walking i think on the quad in like college and i was like what and then i saw i was like oh shit all these like people are in all these random no well he he plays her friend that she makes in like the first episode of season four is that what it is? And then, like, doesn't he get killed, like, yeah. right away? And then yeah. turn, turn into a vampire? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, God, Buff. And we have to have a Buffy. Oh, I was just talking to Charles off-air that for... Since we're done with my so-called life on Patreon, now we're going to just be talking more broad topics. We're going to talk about TV shows. So we're definitely going to talk about Roswell. And we also need to talk about fucking Buffy. Yeah. I mean, I we could sure. all... Me, you, and Mike could all do an entire Buffy podcast. But... You know, we're not doing that, but we can definitely talk about it for like a while. <laughs> oh yeah, no it 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 will be one of those like podcasts that is like four four hours long. <laughs> Do you know that our podcast on Real World seasons one through nine was like two and a half hours? <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's on our Patreon because we're like so passionate about it. Yeah. There's so many moments. I think I mentioned it in the last episode that it's someone has uploaded like all of Hawaii and all of Seattle. Um, oh, on youtube cool. so go out there if you care about the real world and check it out before it gets pulled down but um but yeah so I, I know we were talking about it and uh homecoming is actually really good which is on like paramount plus now if you're like a we're like re- old real world heads yeah <laughs> like yeah. we're like the old school and so i yeah it, it's been really cool to like rewatch them and stuff like that but but yeah x files is like a a big one yeah yeah it's, it's like a massive show uh yeah i think Juliet lewis would have been cool yeah, yeah, 92. She um, just did uh, Gilbert Grape. She right. just done, I'm trying to think of like what else. Um, well, I 
feel like a lot of her characters always are kind of mentally ill anyway. So Yeah, it's true. She's so like, good in Yellow Jackets, by the yeah, way. Let's throw uh, that out there. Another Yellow Jackets. Wait, you watched the most recent one, right? I'm going to watch it after we record. Yeah. yeah Is it good? Uh, it's good. It's There's one good. left. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, um, we're like kind of starting to get to the, the point when like, you know, the old rules are keep, you know, old rules of s- society, they're keeping things kind of in balance or starting to like fade away. Oh yeah. Cause I so, wondered when the turning point was going to be. Yeah. Cause yeah, we haven't reached it yet, but I figured it would probably be near the end since they got the second season. So I mean, they have to have a second season. There's still so much. I know, <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> yeah, like, so, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that they do. So, yeah, we'll have more time to, like, get into that. Cool. Oh, wait, any more behind-the-scenes stuff? Um, I, I, nope, those are my o- only two. What about you? Okay, cool. Well, I have, this is a 7 out of 10 on IMDb, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, in box office, it made 214000 I could not find a budget. I can't imagine it would be a lot, but it's got to be more than that. Yeah. Because they have to, like, stay somewhere, and they have a whole crew. I mean, I imagine it would probably be at least one or two million, probably. Yeah, right? I would assume. I can't imagine it would be cheaper than that. Um, but... Yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, I mean, you know, they were a- able to make Bl- Bl- Blair Witch Project for about $60,000. So who knows? No, but they were literally sleeping in tents and filming with like a handy cam, Charles. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they were sleeping at like a hotel in town. And I think the people that were like rustling the tents were the directors because uh, they didn't have like a crew. Yeah. They literally had like, oh my God, it, we did that. Uh, me and Mike did that episode like a long time ago like in like the 20th episode or like maybe like episode 19. So if you want to hear, I fucking love that movie. I think it is a comedy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I think it is like one of the scariest. It it like literally occupies so many different genres at one time, because if you're in a certain mood and you watch that film alone and you're like, and and it's like dark or whatever. And you're like genuinely scared. Like it, de- it definitely gives you that like really odd, creepy, like something over your shoulder feeling. Mm-hmm. But then when you watch it like in the middle of the day or it's like on at night and you're stoned as fuck, it's like fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it's just like, it's just crazy. Like, it's just like such a fucking crazy movie. Like they really oh. did it with that one. Oh, so I've been meaning to tell you so i was talking to my 14 year old niece over christmas okay and um you know she's in like the seventh grade now um Mm -hmm. and um apparently (laughs) i'm sorry Uh so apparently gen z stories (laughs) y'all so uh, so apparently um a uh real life seventh grade fight club was just broken up by the school what <laughs> so apparently these kids were getting together and like being the shit out, out of each other and like um it finally got re- reported <laughs> what were these girls i i don't know <laughs> at her school yeah yeah oh my god <laughs> so, had they just seen this movie i don't think they i, I don't think they have I don't think that they have any idea what Fight Club is. It's like, I mean, Shit, man. I, I mean, my guess is they probably over, over, overheard their their parents talking about it, and they're, they're like, "Well, that sounds fun." Oh my <laughs> so. god, we had a real life one at our high school. 
Oh, really? Uh-huh. It was the year before you came. Oh, my God. Um, Yeah, it was kind of fucking nuts. It was, like, it wasn't, like, as insane as, like, the movie Fight Club, like, where people were, like, bleeding profusely. But, like, it definitely happened a few times. Oh, wow. And I remember, like, where they met and everything. Like, I could, if you were, like, here in town, I could, like, take you there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, we should drive by there one time. I'd be like, look, there, right there. Wait. That's where they used to fight. Would they go to, like, the circle? No. It was oh. in the alley. Oh, okay. Yeah, like up the hill in the alley. Yeah. Okay. No, 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 not the circle. I haven't been to the circle in forever. Yeah, same. Yeah, I want to like drive down there. Well, it's fucking cold now, but I yeah. guess we probably should have gone when it was like, we can go in the springtime. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so funny. So they fucking broke it up. So like, did, yeah. <laughs> like, how did this happen? Is this like news? Can I Google this? <laughs> I, I, I don't know if it's like that big, but apparently it's, it's like a thing that like people were talking about in her school. So, wow. it, so like, so apparently there were like a group of children who were like meeting after school and just like beating the shit out of each other. So oh like, my God. God. And I was like, God, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who like sold the tickets and had yeah. like the, you know what I mean? Like if someone was like holding like the ticket, someone was taking bets. <laughs> There's like a bookie. <laughs> yeah. You're like, how did they like figure all this out? That's so funny. I mean, it's not funny, but you know what I mean? I mean, like, it's, I mean, it's, it's kind of funny. It's, it's pretty funny. <laughs> it's a mutually, I think mutually consented fights are like fine i have yeah, no problem yeah. with mutually consented fights because that i had just learned that term because <laughs> one of the real housewives like tried to sue another one because they got in a physical altercation but the judge actually ruled it well this was a mutually consented fight so it wasn't like <laughs> one person like you know punched you out of nowhere it was like you both were antagonizing each other to the point where it got physical so it's not like you didn't know what was going to happen like you knew that eventually it was going to take it that way and i was like wow mutually consented consented fight i was like i love it so that's essentially what that was so i was like okay well then they're all mutually consenting to fight it's not like you're catching anyone off guard like you step in the fucking thunderdome like you know what's up like yeah. what do you think is gonna happen so yeah, yeah. i guess that is kind of funny <laughs> um, wow oh that's so funny but yeah she's 14 yeah <laughs> wow i talked to one of my uh like cousins at thanksgiving and found out like so many things like they are of the gen they're like i think maybe like 13 and like 15 something like mm -hmm. that these two girls and they are of the generation that does not give a fuck about harry potter <laughs> and thinks it's really fucking stupid and they're like all in marvel oh, they're like okay. which is really cool that they're like super into it because i was like oh do you guys like harry potter and they literally looked at me like bitch what <laughs> harry potter like no and of course they did not like loki or bucky who are my favorite people in the marvel universe so i was like well fuck you you have horrible taste and uh, i hope they're not listening to this podcast because i told them i had a podcast but i was like you know <laughs> I was like it's so weird that they're just like they're like not harry potter people because there was yeah. a like, reunion for harry potter which i did not watch because i'm not into it like that that i mean i like mm. the movies but i'm not like yeah, I'm not. I mean, I do want to go to Harry Potter World. Let's not get that twisted. But I mean, yeah. and also Dollywood too. Oh I would God. love a joint trip to Dollywood and then go to <laughs> Harry Potter World. <laughs> Wait, where is Harry Potter World? It's in Orlando. It's oh, okay. in, what Universal Studios or anyone who's a Disney fan is just like screaming right now because they probably know exactly where it is. But it's somewhere down there in Orlando okay. at that theme park. I think it's Universal <laughs> Studios or something like that. Well, I mean, it's sort of confusing just because Orlando has like all of these like, like 
theme parks and it's like hard to keep track of all of them because like it's they true. have like they have Disney or Florida Disney World is Florida, right? And mm-hmm. Disneyland yeah, is that's California. the Orlando one. Yeah. And then uh-huh. they also have like SeaWorld. Uh-huh. And still. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe it's still open. I thought they like closed that shit down. And then like I, I guess I guess Universal Studios is like completely separate. So I mean Is that the one that has like the Jurassic Park ride? Uh, no, that's California. Oh, okay. Okay. That's the universe. Is that the Universal Studios in California? There's the Universal Studios in California too. Oh, okay. Because okay. they have the Simpsons World. Oh, that sounds great. And I know I fucking lived there, and I like never went to any of this shit. And uh, I probably never had any money. That shit costs like two hundred dollars a day, like oh, to go do yeah. everything. Like everything is so fucking expensive at Disney. It's like kind of insane. Um, I mean, I know you can get like deals and stuff, but. It, I mean, it never seemed worth it to me to like really like spend my money doing that. But uh, but I mean, I would do it now. I guess. I mean, yeah. why not? It seems cool until I can't do anything. <laughs> I don't know. This world just seems so nuts now. Um, okay, my only other note I had was this was filmed in Rosendale, Niagara Falls, Pleasant Valley, Poughkeepsie, Lloyd, and Highland in like the area that we are in. So it, it actually takes place in upstate New York. Oh, okay, cool. It's not like filmed somewhere else. And this film was praised internationally as well it is because us Americans don't know shit. Um, and especially in the UK, it was praised really highly. And Robin Tooney won the Volpe Cup Award at the Venice Film Festival oh, for cool. this, yeah, for this film. Because she was, I thought, really incredible. And I have to say that before I saw this film, I did not know anything about Tourette's. Yeah, same. Yeah, I don't think I I don't think I knew anyone in in my actual life who who had Tourette's, so I wasn't aware of the of the you know like symptoms or mm-hmm. causes or anything like that which is really interesting too because the last film we did which is weird that we have i have like these kind of themes without thinking it the last film we did was benny in june which was i think we didn't i think it might have been schizophrenia that wow. mary stewart masterson was uh suffering with in the movie okay. um but yeah i mean it's like one of those movies that I kind of learn more about the condition from seeing a movie. I always get Mary Stuart Masterson confused with Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio. Okay. Wait, who is Matt? Who's the one you just said? I I guess she was in like the color of money with like Tom Cruise and Paul Newman. And like, she was also in, she was also in the abyss. Is she in rain man? Possibly. She the girl who's like Tom Cruise's girlfriend in Rain Man? Maybe. Do you remember that girl? She has like an Italian name. Um, I think it might be her too. Yeah, no, Mary Stuart Masterson is in, obviously, Benny and June. What, Fry Green Tomatoes? Isn't she in Fry Green Tomatoes? That's right. And then I always got her confused with like Mary Louise Parker too. Oh, yeah. Well, I know her because of her and Billy Crudup. Yeah. And Claire Danes and that whole like weird gossip situation. Um, So I, I always know that, yeah. And she was in uh, Weeds, Mary Louise Parker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's the main one there. Yeah. There is a scene from Weeds that I like peer- periodically still watch, like every, like probably like two times a month. And it's a scene where like she like comes in and all of this stuff is going down, and like everyone is saying, "Oh my god, we need to t- take care of this." I was just in in, in 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 a car accident, and without saying a word, her character just 
goes to the fridge and pulls out a diet Coke and like, and like opens it and starts drinking it and goes towards the backyard, strips off her clothes, jumps in the pool completely naked and just screams. (laughs) (laughs) Now weeds is a show that I did. Couldn't get into the first time around. I feel like maybe now I'll like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) that sounds really funny. Um, but, uh, um. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's good. I, I, I wasn't able. I, um, it took me a couple times to start watching before I was able to get through the whole thing. But, um, yeah. Oh, so it, you've it, seen the whole thing, the whole show. Yeah, yeah, it's good. And Mary Kate Olsen's in it, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I need to watch it. Yes. <laughs> it's required viewing now. <laughs> she is my girl. I love her. Um, speaking of Mary Kate Olsen, let's move on to fashion. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Uh, Laura Jean Shannon is the costume designer here do you have any standouts i mean um i have some notes here it's very to be honest, 90s to be honest i didn't really think the clothes in that movie were like all that like great <laughs> like not, not yeah like, they're very of not, the time not not like not like bad like not that like the costume d- designer did a bad job it's just nothing really st- st- stood out to me yeah um i mean yeah it's very much of the time and yeah. yeah, I just felt it just felt very like normal, like what you would wear in the late nineties. Um this was um this was not Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion. <laughs> so. oh, Mona May. No, this was not a Mona May production. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is also the the costume designer who did Clueless, I believe. Also yeah. Romeo and Michelle, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, no, this was not Patricia Field. <laughs> this was not yeah. like, yeah, we weren't doing this crazy thing. I have some notes. I like um my my overall note about the fashion is I love when um what's his name? Seth meets Marcy and he says, you know, uh they're <laughs> like, We're looking for like a black bobby head. Like yeah. that's the whole point. It's like this, um, you know, the the bus that you use when you're in beauty school, and you can like put their makeup on and like do their hair and stuff. But she wants a black one because she's like, I have all the white ones. I want a black one. And so they're going to Canada to find this, right? Because her like the town they're in doesn't have it. So that's like the main the main purpose. So when she meets him and they like are going to her house, she's like, I got to pick up clothes. But she's like, We don't need to go to your house because you're just gonna wear my clothes, okay? <laughs> and he's like, Okay. Like he's really like he doesn't really talk much, you know, and he's like, Okay. So I love that throughout the movie you see him wearing her clothes and i love that yeah i love that their clothes are kind of interchangeable i like that overall um i like that silk shirt that she's wearing in the beginning it looks like a pajama oh yeah yeah Yeah, and then she has like a white shirt and these kind of like purplish pants she has one of those like box purses they used to sell at claire's in the 90s it's black and it literally is a box that just opens with these two clips from the top and has this like long uh strap um those are super cool and they should come back. It looks sort of like a lunchbox from like the 1920s. Yes, it yeah. does. And it's like a, yeah, it's like very like hard shape. It's, mm-hmm. it's really cool. I had one I'm trying to remember like what color it was, but I know they used to have like clear ones, like clear plastic ones mm-hmm. after a while. Like Claire's was it. And Claire's I think still is stuck in Y2K. And I also watched the beginning of Drag Race the new drag race just started. So I watched oh. like, it's another split premiere where they introduce like seven at a time. Okay. So in this group, there was one queen who's like full on like Y2K. Mm-hmm. Like, and um, the way, when she first came in, she had on like a total like Claire's outfit. 
like almost <laughs> like Cher from Clueless, but then also like a little bit later. And it was like really, really funny. It was like Claire's and that, that purse totally reminds me of Claire's, but um, she probably has that in her like repertoire. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, the group I have to say so far of drag race, I am intrigued. Okay, cool. Yeah. I actually like this group. So we'll see about the next group, um, which is kind of funny. And Lizzo uh, needs to be a permanent judge. And oh, hot take, I think Michelle needs to go. <laughs> yeah. Like, she was kind of wrong last night with everything she was saying. But I love how Lizzo was like, don't listen to her. <laughs> you were <Yeah>. amazing. <laughs> like, so it was pretty cool. Um, so then I really love Marcy's red Western shirt. I think it's the second outfit that she wears after the motel when they first meet and they stay in that motel at night. And she has on like a like a brown skirt too. Oh, okay. Um, which I think is cool. And then she has, I love that blue plaid dress she has at the end when she like beats up Walter. She oh, has right. that fit and like beats him up about that chicken. About Esther. <laughs> <laughs> Esther the chicken. Um, that um, dress yeah, is really cool. For the record, Esther is not a fucking stupid name for a chicken. I think it's I an know. incredible name for a chicken. Um, <laughs> it's kind of amazing. <laughs> I kind of want a dog named Esther. Yeah. <laughs> It's really cool. It's like the super old name. It's like having a dog named Blanche. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it's cool. I it's um cool. used to live in a house on Esther Street. Did you really? Yeah, yeah. It was it was um that house in Silver Spring. Oh wow. I didn't even know that's the name of that street. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like that name. Um the brown cardigan and dress she has on at one point, I really liked. At the end, she's wearing, like, a Western kind of blue shirt, like a cowboy mm. shirt. And she has those uh, – she has that tapestry bag that she carries around that, like, it's, like, square. It's, like, this big tote bag that she carries around, even when she has that Walters. And she, like, ties her, like, shirt around her waist, which was very 90s. Yes. Um, so I liked that. And then with Seth, I love the black trench coat that he has on in almost every scene. Yeah. Like, almost. And um, it has like a split in the back, but it's like sewn like it, like it looks like it's a, I guess like it's too big. And they tried to clip it and like, you tried to like sew it or clip it some way. There's a little thing in the back, which is cool. The pocket, the hole in the pocket. So yeah. he tries to like steal stuff and then it's like all like falls through, which I think is funny. I like his like khakis, the chucks. I like, this is my ideal guy right here. Like yeah. him in this movie is like literally ideal. Love the hair. Love the like late nineties, like almost man bob. Mm. I guess we could call it back in the day. Like I just, yeah, I love all the colors that like ringer shirt he has on is cool. That's like white with a green. And then I like when he wears like that silk shirt that she had. Oh, it looks yeah. so fucking cool. Um, yeah, I like his outfit in the very end too. That navy, yeah. like long sleeve shirt with the pockets mm-hmm. and those like jeans and those leather boots. Very like hipster 2005 Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, I liked it. Very and, strokes. And that outfit is apparently magic because it was able to keep him out of prison. So. <laughs> right. And also out of falling into Niagara Falls. <laughs> yeah. <I guess. laughs> He jumps, and then all of a sudden we see pavement. I was like, but I saw his body go over. <laughs> like, I have a I have a big question. Is this movie, like, a fantasy? Are they both gone? Are they both dead? I, I don't – I, like, really kind of didn't really know about that. Also, how the fuck can that cop shoot her when he said that she has a condition? Yeah. Like, that, she's, a, she's technically, like, someone who's not able to, like, even consent to what she's doing. And she didn't have the gun raised at you. 
Yeah. I think she had it in her hand and pff, boom. Yeah. Problems there. Yeah. Big, big, big problems there. Um, but yeah, that's about it. I have for fashion. Um, I, um, I wouldn't mind if Seth, First of all, I'm just not a big fan of the name Seth, but like, um, it's okay. It's uh, not my favorite. <laughs> um, it's, um, you know. hi, can you change your name? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you like meet someone? You're cute, but I just don't like your name. Could you just change it? <laughs> I, I also wouldn't mind if he cut his hair by like, you know, five or six inches. Um, oh, I like the long hair. I like that. This is like 1998 or 97. Yeah. yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's just not attractive to me at all. Um, <laughs> at all. <laughs> ever. Um, what about Axel? Do you want him to cut his hair? Do you oh, like well, no, because Axel's perfect. But, um, <laughs> um, and, you know, I mean, I'm glad that some men can pull off the black trench coat, but I've just never been w- one of them. And so for that reason, I, I think that black trench coat can go also. You sound like Shark Tank. And for that reason, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> like, you literally sound like like Shark Tank. Okay. What else do you disapprove of of the hairstyle? Um, or I of mean, his general style, the I ringer tee—is that a little too what hot American summer, a little too summer camp? No, it's fine. It, he kind kind of looks like he doesn't really smell that great. Like, I mean, yeah, that that is true. He does I a mean, little Justin Bobby action here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I I'm not, I'm not sure if like body wash was a thing back in 1997. But, I think we were still using bars of like Irish Spring. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think that's like what was happening. I mean, he would. I mean, he should wash with a bar of Irish Spring and then switch to a, a bar of like Neutrogena. You know, like. <laughs> wow. So, what about Axel? Um, I mean, I'm I, I Axel just looks like he smells really good. So he actually, does look like he smells. Good. Yeah, <laughs> even when he's like sweating, even sl- I would take Slash fucking dirty playing the guitar though. Like I yeah. don't actually want to. <laughs> like um, I don't know how he got onto like men's hygiene of the nineties and like Guns and Roses. Um, yeah, I mean, but you're not like a particular fan of like Kurt Cobain though, right? Like you don't are not- you like of one of the fans who thinks he's attractive or are you just like, yeah, he's okay. I mean, I like his music. I just don't, I'm, I'm just not, I'm just not. And I mean, I think he's cool. I just don't, I'm, I guess I'm just not like physically attracted to him all that much. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wonder, there's always like the camp of like, Oh yeah, he's cool. Like as the time has worn on, I, st- I don't think I ever had like a massive crush on him, like a movie star. Yeah. Like, I, I think, and I don't think a lot of, I mean, I know girls obviously thought he was cute, but like the music was just like, it was, yeah. he was hotter because of the music. You know what I mean? Like there it wasn't really like he was a shitty, you know, whatever, like musician, but he looked hot. It wasn't like that. There was this girl in, in like eighth, ninth grade who like, I think did fall into the category of Kurt Cobain is so hot. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's the hottest guy ever. It's like, yeah. no, not really. I definitely still thought, like, Gavin Rossdale from Bush was, like, <laughs> Like, I definitely had, like, like more celebrity, like, star-in-your-eyes crushes on, like, Leonardo DiCaprio and, like, just other people. I don't know why, though. In retrospect, like, Leo is not... He's not, like, a Jake. Jake would... I never had a thing for Jake when he was younger. Mm-hmm. Like, Jake Gyllenhaal. But, like, he looks really good older. Yeah. Like, I yeah. feel like he, like, definitely looks better now than he did in, like, Donnie Darko. Like, when I was that age, I wasn't like, oh, he's so cute. Like, I just was like, meh. Yeah. But, um, 
Yeah, okay. Henry Thomas. Well, uh, I guess the styling here did not agree with uh, Charles's personal taste. Um, I happen to love it. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I, I, th- I think the actor Hen- Henry Thomas is, is, is like really cute. I just didn't like the way he looked in this movie. So, oh, okay. Yeah. He does look very like schlubby. He looks very like slacker. Yeah, yeah, he does. You know what I mean? Like he has that 90s like uh, Ethan Hawke reality bites thing. Now, do you think Ethan Hawke in Reality Bites is hot? This um, is a, he's a little bit of the same vibe here. I think he's hotter than Seth in this movie. Like his clothes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, he's just he's just like such a bastard that you just kind of can't help but feel attracted to him. I so. know. He's such a fucking <laughs> asshole. He like literally is your worst nightmare. He represents to all women like the guy that you is probably the best fuck of your life who probably is in jail or like maybe dead yeah it's never someone who like lived like they yeah and and with with it seems like troy dyer who's uh the character in that film i feel like that ethan hawk plays i feel like he would eventually get with lelena who's winona Ryder, but then there would have been some like ugly hunter s thompson spiral at some point yeah and he would have like really gone down (laughs) i feel like that relationship would have like turned like violent at some point like yeah, um, like he was not all that stable and he was an ass and how did he just like completely switch? Yeah. And then be like, "Oh my god, I'm in love with you." And it's like, "Yeah, I mean, I, I know you're saying that cuz your dad just died, but I mean, it's going to last about 3 months and then you're going to go back to being the same person." And if you hurt Winona, I swear to god, I will come for you. <laughs> like <laughs> so. do not do this. Do not do this to our Winona. Yes. <laughs> Um, and get with Janine Garofalo because that you actually could probably live with her. <laughs> like, yeah, you actually yeah. probably would make better, like a better couple in the long run because they yeah. she just wouldn't take any of your shit, like ever. Um, <laughs> she probably like, yeah, she just wouldn't. She would like throw all your shit out and like set it on fire in the car, <laughs> like, <laughs> walk away. <laughs> she just would. Um, cool. So you have any other fashion notes? Um, I don't, I don't think so. Um. Cool. All right. Um, so music. This is one of my favorite soundtracks ever. Do not fail me, Charles. What okay. do you think? Um, so I really love the opening score that's playing during the credits. It's so good. It's um, it, 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 it's, um, it, I love how it feels like kind of almost like relaxing in it. Indian music and it's like a flowing stream, <laughs> you know, but then like there's a point when it went out there's there's a point when like the tempo changes and and it's just really cool um the score is done by michael timmons and other music is jason morphew and jeff bird those are the people credited for the music but i think michael timmons did the score i'm pretty sure um and there are a bunch of songs i tried to shazam but it wouldn't let me um but um I, i i am a big fan of that whole like indie kind of country Mm-hmm. sound um but one of the songs that um I, I really like that's playing when they're going into canada for the first time is black thumb by Lori carson mm-hmm. um I, th- I, like I, th- that song I thought i thought that was good um and um i also really like the song that's playing during the closing credits oh yeah that's true that is a yeah. good one um and it's like not alone is the first one that plays during the credits oh okay by patty griffin yeah um this is i just love like i love the song bring your sorrow over here it's by jason mm-hmm. morphew it's when you when you first see seth at home 
and then you see his room and you see him like in different times of the day and it's like that day and it's the song that's playing there um and then there's like the cowboy junkie song while they're having sex i love cowboy junkies like Mm -hmm. they're such a great band that song is called something more besides you was a good um, one was cowboy junkies the band that natalie merchant was in before she went solo uh, Ten Thousand Maniacs. Oh, okay, okay. Was the one that Natalie Merchant was in. Who? Uh, wait. Who is the singer of Cowboy Junkies? Cowboy Junkies also has that really famous song in um, it's like Sweet Jane, the one that's in uh, what is that movie? Natural Born Killers. Oh, uh, okay. You know where it's like at the beginning, it's like the whole world's coming to an end, Mal, and then she's like, and they're like on the car, and it's like Sweet Jane. It's like a really big song. They are from Canada. Oh, oh, I have no idea. Okay, so here we go. Michael Timmons, who did the score, is in Cowboy Junkies. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm learning a lot. Um, and same with, like, I think uh, Margot Timmons, too, who is also famous. She's the lead vocalist. Okay. I've, seen, I've seen her in other things. Like, I've heard her in, like, other bands or, like, maybe she's done, like, a guest star. Because I've definitely heard her voice in another place besides the Cowboy Junkies. But I just learned that. So, wow, I should have done more research. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, peeps. But, yeah, so that's that's cool. that That's his, that's why the score is so great. Cause it's done by the guy from Cowboy Junkies. Um, Sharp Cutting Wings by Lucinda Williams is when they're on the road trip and they're in the gas station. Oh, okay. It's, like, a very country song. That's a good one. Um, Regarding Mary is one of my favorite songs. Um, I've um I've never really listened to a lot of Lucinda Williams, but I've heard that she is what would have happened to Johnny Cash if like June Carter Cash hadn't straightened him him out and made him sober. Um, really? Wait, what happened to Lucinda Williams? I mean, I think she's just like kind of has like a drug problem, and like oh. you know, she's just like you know, sort of kind of like unhinged slightly you know oh shut um, up. but um but um I, I do love her songs a lot oh wow i didn't even know that yeah that's crazy i know she's like really famous yeah 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 right yeah that's crazy um and yeah i think and then i also have that i love the score i mean this is again one of my favorite fucking soundtracks like ever i remember so vividly like getting this under the tree I remember yeah. because I talked about it being like, I want the Niagara Niagara soundtrack. <laughs> and um, this is back in the day when like Tower Records would order it for you if they didn't have it, which I'm pretty sure is what my mom did because like nobody had this. It just wasn't, you know, it was one of those sleepers. It was one of those. That's what I love about these movies. And and it's also what I love about doing the podcast is finding like we didn't have fans you know what i mean like we couldn't connect with the fans of these movies before Mm -hmm. the 90s so it was like you would tell all your friends which is kind of how you would find out about movies or bands in the first place and then they would give you a suggestion and then you watch it and you watch it together and you really like this movie but you don't know anyone outside of your circle who likes the movie so it's so cool to put up um like i put up benny in june today this is coming out next week but I mean, that's just a movie that meant so much to me when I was younger and my friends all knew about it, but I'm really curious and anxious to see everyone else's reaction. And, and even like Gregor Rocky, was so cool. You know, I never knew anyone else who liked, who liked those movies, you know, it was like me being like, Oh, it's so cool. Everybody watch it. So I like, I'm really curious about this one. I feel like I say that on several that are like kind of the sleepers that I'm always surprised that people know about. Yeah. But I did post a photo of this 
movie a long time ago, like two months ago. And there was someone on Instagram who was like, oh, are you going to do this movie? I love that movie. And I was like, oh, another one. Yay. Yeah. And also The Cure. A lot of people were like, oh, my God, you have to do this. I was like, I know, I know. I'm, like, trying to mentally prepare myself because that movie is just so emotional yeah. to me. But it, it's great. It's, like, a super great movie. Brad Renfro, Joseph Mazzello, like, it's a great fucking movie. Um, but, oh, God, R.I.P. Brad Renfro. I, like, love Brad Renfro. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so, like, that's another one that I was really surprised that people knew what that was either because that's another kind of, like, sleeper. Like, it came out and that was a, you know what I mean? So that actually might have been in the theater, though. The Cure, that might have actually done more I, than like this movie. I think it was released in the theaters because I thought I remember seeing like an ad for it. For oh, okay, yeah. So that one I think was yeah a little bit bigger. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Do you know the woman that plays Brad Renfro's mom in that movie is the woman who plays Michael Alex's mom in Party Monster? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, which is <laughs> kind of funny. Yeah, I was like, oh my god. Um. So yeah, that's all I have for music. So what do you have for uh, any standout scenes or um, quotes or anything? I don't know what I'm going to name this. Um, I do love the way that uh, Marcy and Seth meet. Like, just, yeah. you know, I love how they're both, like, <laughs> trying to steal stuff from the same store. Um, and then, <laughs> you know, fun. they're they're just, and then he's just like, oh, hey, do you want to come to my car? And she's like, all right. <laughs> and, um, you know, and, you know, all right. You know, and he's he's like, so can I give you a ride somewhere? And she's just like, okay. Um, <laughs> this um, is not how they sound. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, um, and then I, I feel like the first like you know half an hour to forty minutes is just kind of like a very calm, serene kind of like you know road trip movie mm-hmm. um you know and then there's like this like montage when the, they try and go to score like <laughs> drugs from like from like multiple pharmacies and just like fail um <laughs> yeah and then like this is they, before the days of like oxy this is like just general psychological drugs yeah and, and i mean like, sedatives i guess too like i mean it's not like she's trying to like you know score you know like illicit drugs or anything like she like needs drugs to like keep her Tourette's syndrome in check you mm-hmm. know so it's not like <laughs> you know it's, it's it's not like they're i mean um but i imagine that those drugs are probably fairly highly protected um yeah they didn't have any like separate room like now isn't shit like in a different place like it's locked yeah and it's not I, just out and i think that like in hospitals now like um like the drug locker like like i think like each person is given a like separate code to like it and if you need to go into to, like the drug locker oh. and like each dose that you take out is like recorded and like monitored and mm-hmm. you have to sign for it and it has to be like co-signed by like your you know your supervisor yeah so it's I mean, like totally you know so i mean it's it's like really he- heavily guarded now um but you sound like you know a lot <laughs> you're like it's heavily guarded it's like this like this like this I'm writing a new screenplay for the next Mission Impossible, <laughs> and they have to like go into a drug locker and like steal something. But Tom Cruise could do it. <laughs> I'm down through the ceiling. <laughs> I mean, how is it that like Tom Cruise could do that, but he can't like act sane in public for ten minutes? <laughs> oh my god! I want that interview. <laughs> I'm so mad. Um, but anyway, so, um, and so then I like love how things like start to get real when like they like physically break into like that 
pharmacy and like Seth gets shot. And, you know, I was like, Oh, well maybe if he gets shot, maybe she'll get a new boyfriend. Um, (laughs) Nope. I was like, Nope, he lives. And then we meet the angel of, 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 of this movie, Walter played by Michael Parks. Who's like my my favorite character. Who's just delightful. He, um, he played the sheriff in death proof. Oh shit! Yeah. I wonder where I saw him before. And so, and yeah, so he plays the sheriff in Death Proof, and then he also plays the exact same character in the first half of Kill Bill. Oh, that's where I've seen him too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, and um, Walter is just a cherub, a heavenly angel. <laughs> he was just like a delightful. I just like wanted to like hug him, and you know, and I, I, um, I, I just, I did not like the way that Marcy treated him. So I know. I was gonna say, were you super upset when Marcy like lost it on him? Yes. Um, but I mean, I mean, to be clear, I don't think that Marcy's like. Um, Marcy's Tourette's syndrome is like particularly indicative of what Tourette's syndrome is like for people now. Oh like, no, no. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, she, I, I mean, I think you have to be like on a lot of medications, and she just wasn't. And you know, and I think it's different for everyone. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I think it can be more pronounced, more subtle. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that yeah is not the same for everyone. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just don't understand why they had to like destroy his truck. Like, I mean, yeah, they're like, well, we're gonna get caught. And I was like, I, was like, I mean, you can park it in the woods and like hide through through like through through the keys, you know. But like, anyway, I, just, I know I, that was kind of yeah, but they're yeah. Also, like, he's shot and yeah. <laughs> probably has an infection. Oh yeah, and at the end, he can just walk. Yeah, so I guess everything's cool. Yeah, I guess everything's okay and he's not in jail or he was in jail or what? It looks like they, someone gave him a shower towards the end of the movie. Because <laughs> he actually looked really good at the end when he was walking. Like, yeah, like his they, hair was like combed. They like broke out the soap that they like use, use in, like, car, in like car washes because he finally looked clean. So Or like the soap that they used in Best in Show. <laughs> in the fucking closet. Oh my God, we just reviewed Best in Show for our friend Mikey's podcast and oh my god I'd never seen a Christopher Guest movie and now I want to watch them all yeah (laughs) yeah it it was so funny I and I didn't even know I texted like three other people like have you ever seen this movie best in show and they're like you've never seen that movie it's the best (laughs) movie ever yeah where were you I was like I don't know (laughs) I didn't see it (laughs) it was great yeah um Oh, and then I wanted to ask you, have you ever been to Niagara Falls? No, and I want to go. I you? have not either, but it looks like, it looks really cool. Um, we should go. But um, I know that there was a show, like, on Fox back in, like, 2003, 2004. And I think it was, like, one of these shows that aired for, like, four episodes and then got canceled. Oh, but oh, I think the entire damn. season was eventually released on DVD, and it's called... Wonderfalls, and it has um it, it's about this like girl who's like 24 who works in like a works in a like niagara falls gift shop and like <laughs> these like strange objects start talking to her and telling her to do things what yeah but it's was this on fox yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah of course um but um like it's a they comedy tell her to do but, things? like okay. um but like it, it's 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 good like it has um 
you know, it has like Sheriff Valenti from Roswell who plays her dad. Oh, yeah. And like it has like Diana Scarwood from, you know, he played Christina and mom and like Mommy Dearest and he'll like plays her mom and like she's oh, kind wow. of like, like huge like underachiever. And you know, <laughs> it's you know, and these like wax figures start telling her to do things. They're they're just like you know, destroy her. Oh my god! <laughs> but it's like wow. So yeah, That's so funny. Yeah, I want to go to Niagara Falls. I, I like it's one of the places. Yeah, I wish I'd been. No. Um. Oh, and then I also love the scene when like sh- she's like flushing all the pills down the toilet, just like just before they like go over the border. I thought that was mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, I love it that that at that point, like he's just done. Yeah, and he she yeah. like gives him all those pills, and then like she walks away, and then he like takes them, spits them all out, mm-hmm. like all the four. Um, do you have any quotes? I didn't. Have, um, I have like one quote. I didn't really know that. I ha- have a quote when she's sort of like, um, when like she when like she's sort of like riling herself up with like walter and she just screams like well what the fuck is going on with you and that goddamn chicken yeah (laughs) chicken liquor chicken liquor yeah Yeah, she just like starts freaking out yeah um it is pretty funny um oh and then i loved when um and then i love uh clea duvall as the desperate (gasps) i I wrote as the gas station they rob i yeah it's so good (laughs) my only quote was are you the guy that robbed the pharmacy (laughs) (laughs) he's like oh yeah and then she's like oh cool and i love that she's and then i love how like uh marcy goes you want to give her our license plate number or any other information too (laughs) <laughs> like you just said yeah we robbed that pharmacy i mean j- just because you're robbing somebody just doesn't mean you can't be polite as we yeah. learned in, as we learned in Thelma and louise <laughs> right and then she and then she's like can i have my cigarettes since i'm going to be here for a while <laughs> she's like oh yeah sure what are they and she's like spirits she like gives her the cigarettes it was so funny um cool yeah what about you about it okay cool um i my first favorite scene is when they go to marcy's house and it literally is like the house in like rain man yeah like yeah like massive house that they lived in or even the house in like tommy boy (laughs) like like that house that looks like a church like it looks Mm -hmm. like a monastery it's like so big and rich um, I love that. And I also love that, like, this is one of those kind of moments that there's so much about these characters that you kind of find out in the beginning. But, like, I I want to know more about the fact that her family's rich. Um, they own, like, sanitation yeah. uh, trucks and stuff, which is really interesting. That That's how they made their money, I think. Um, also, in the beginning, you find out that um, Seth used to live in Osaka. Yeah, I thought yeah, was really cool. cool and used to surf. And then in his room, you see like surfing pictures and stuff up. Mm-hmm. So I kind of wish I knew more about what happened to his mom and like just what happened. I'm assuming his dad was like maybe in the military. Yeah. Like maybe that's why he was in Osaka and he was young because he couldn't drive. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I, I know that. So I was like, oh, that's really interesting. But I love when they go to Marcy's house and then she starts like furiously packing random shit in the kitchen. Yeah. Like she's just like, do you like cheese? And then she pulls out like a massive cheese wheel, like <laughs> yeah. the big ones at the grocery stores that you never see in anyone's house ever. Like it's huge, like with the name of the cheese on it. And she like yeah. puts it in this garbage bag. And then he's like, uh, yeah. And she's just kind of like manically packing like appliances and silverware and cheese. Yeah. Into like a garbage bag. And then she's like, let's go to my room. And he's like, 
Oh, uh, okay. He literally, the first like 40 minutes of this movie is her talking and him going, uh, uh okay. <laughs> it's literally like what he's doing until he gets yeah. shot and has to like scream and like do something else. Um, but then he like literally goes, they go to her room and she lives in this awesome like 50s bus. Yes. It, which is amazing. It is possibly the coolest room I've ever seen, like ever. It also is cool because in Camp Nowhere, they had a bus like this, oh. which I was like really fucking into. I really want to do that movie, even though it's like a blatant kids film. Yeah. But it was like one of my uh, like shaping of my childhood. It's like I loved that fucking movie with Christopher Lloyd yeah. and Andrew motherfucking Keegan. He was like <laughs> my ultimate, my always and... I think he like got busted for like making kombucha in like a cult or something. <laughs> like, <it's> like <laughs> he's had the weirdest like life story. I mean, it's really kind of crazy, but but um yeah, I loved I fucking loved that movie so much. So um so yeah, that one is one of my favorites when you like see that old bus, which is cool. And then I also like the scene where they're at the motel after they've gotten the clothes and stuff from her house, and she's explaining her Tourette's. Mm-hmm. And she's explaining like what happened to her when she was young and how it's almost like a, a blend of OCD as well, because she talked yeah. about how she had to have her chair in a certain position. And then she had to, I think like play drums on the back of someone's head when mm-hmm. it got perfectly even. So I think it's almost, I think the Tourette's is more of the muscle ticks. Yeah. I think. And then the other part could be a mix of like another type of, um, uh, like condition i'm not sure but uh but yeah so i like how she explains it then he's like listening and she's like well i drink sometimes that helps um and then he's like oh does anything else uh like do anything and then she's like yeah sex helps for some reason sex helps and then he's like uh (laughs) (laughs) like in his face i was like I don't, he just is like very super, I want to know more about him that he just is like, okay. Like, I mean, I guess a lot of things that, yeah, just, there are a lot of really funny moments when they go into that liquor store and they have like four of those bottles. And then she's like, the guy's like, uh, can I see ID? She's like, okay, okay, here we're going to go. So we'll take two over here and then, (laughs) all right, two, that's like, Okay, it's 15 bucks here. And then I was like, 15 bucks? Damn, that's cheap. That would be like one of those things now. And then the guy's like, no, no, this is no good. She's like, look, you know, this is my husband. Our kids are in the car. Like, can you just hurry up? <laughs> like, <laughs> I love that the ways that they get alcohol being under 21 is actually really interesting. Yeah. Uh, I want to know more about that woman who works at that dive bar who sold him that bourbon at like two in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> she, seemed, <laughs> she was cool. She seemed fun. <laughs> yeah. She seemed really cool where she's like, you tell your mom you got friends in high places. <laughs> she like, And they're like, dude. Didn't she want two bottles? And then the next thing you see him like vomiting in the bathroom, yeah. <laughs> like just pounding. Which I think is really funny. Um, the pharmacy, I like the whole pharmacy montage. Mm-hmm. How they just go from like each one to each one, and then the one at the end where the guy's like, "All right, you druggies, like get the hell out of here." And that's the place that they rob later. Yeah, um, which I thought was really funny. And then like the fact that they wreck the car, and like. Yeah, the fact that, like, Walter helps them, I mean, it really sucks the way it turned out. Yeah, I mean, that just proves you should never help anybody for any reason. Ever. (laughs) Like, ever. Like, ever. (laughs) Like, I mean, I really hate to be this kind of, like, negative Nelly, I guess, but, like, Mm. 
I just, I, I think I grew up in a place and in a time where it wasn't safe to do that. Yeah. I'm sure in some parts of the world it is. And even in this country, I'm sure in some parts it's probably safer than it isn't because you live in a really small town and you know most people around and it's just something that you do. But I think living in a really highly, like, densely populated city, you're kind of always taught to be like yeah. on edge for someone that you don't know. And, uh, and now that we, now that I found out later, some of my friends are like, Oh, I feel bad if this woman's like, you know, doing this or this guy's doing this and he needs help. But I'm like, that's what Bundy fucking did. Yeah. He pretended yeah. to have a broken arm. And then that's literally how, yeah. because a lot of women will, will help, uh, you know, an injured man, especially in the sixties yeah. or seventies. Like that was never thought that anything would come to you so obviously they would you know but he preyed on that instinct and now yeah. it's like the opposite like if you're bleeding in the street like i'll call 911 from my phone but i'm not like getting involved yeah. you know what i mean like i'm not i i just don't know it could be a scam no you know like, you just I really mean, don't know i've like um when whenever like so, so, so someone says you know like whenever i'm walking somewhere in the street so it says excuse me excuse me i'm 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 i'm, I'm, I'm just like no no, no you know, and I, I, I never. Yeah, yeah, never. you know, and I'm just like, whatever it is that you want, you do not need it from me. So, no, like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> um, and um, also, I like recently asked my friend, um, just because this has always kind of bothered me, but like, she's a lawyer in New York, and um, mm -hmm. I, I, I like asked her. So, okay, did the lawyer in Jurassic Park have like an obligation to like help the children when they were attacked by the T-Rex? And she wrote uh -huh. back. No, if he helped them, he could become liable if his help had made things worse or otherwise oh. contributed to harm. That's why you should never help anyone. <laughs> <laughs> this is literally when I worked at my retail job a long time ago. If someone would fall in the store, immediately you had to never apologize because that implied guilt. And that yeah. implied that you did something wrong. And it was very much like there was a script that we had to follow if someone was hurt. Oh, and because, really? yeah, because they can sue you. Yeah. Like what if there was something in the floor or there was like a nail sticking up in the floor and a customer like tripped or stepped on it. And if you're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. That's your obvious instinct. But I think the first thing you had to say was, are you okay? Do you need medical attention? And then like give them this like number to call right. like corporate or something. Like that's it. Like you were not supposed to say I'm sorry because that implies like cop like you know what is it like culpability? That implies like you did something wrong. Yeah, and that you're you're sorry. I was like fuck. <laughs> so yeah, that kind of is true. Like you know, there are also a lot of people. I mean, it also really sucks too because this is almost like what happened in New York in that Genovese. Remember the girl who was killed? Like in her like apartment courtyard oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah and there were like 50 people heard her but like mm -hmm. nobody called because everyone assumed that someone else would call yeah i forget what that's called that's called a, a type of like mentality when it's like uh, almost like a group it's almost like group think like you know when you hear about group think like why a lot of cults work because it's like multiple people all kind of like realizing this one thing together and it kind of kind of pushes you to think one way when several people are all thinking that way. But it's kind of the same way with like crimes and like reporting. Like you naturally assume, well, I'm not going to report it, but there are 50 people here. You know, yeah. someone's got to call the cops or someone's got to report this, you know, depending on what the situation is. But yeah, but it's true though. It's, you know, things happen. Yeah. And you just don't want to be like, I mean, it sucks to say, you know, you're not trying to like openly not help, you know, but it's like, it, it's weird same with like people are like oh can i use your phone i'm like 
no like first of all i pretend like i don't even know you or don't even speak the same language because i will make no no notice that you've even stopped me because i think from living in new york it was the same way it was like i do not need to know anyone on the fucking street Mm -hmm. because no like if anyone's like doing anything to me or yelling at me on the street i always had headphones on so i'm like i'm not listening to you yeah. Or I would just walk straight. Like, I don't even see you. Cause, you know, people try to like put flyers in your face and like grab stuff and like, here, here's a menu. I'm sorry. Or like, Hey, can you come and stop? I, here's a like clipboard. I want to tell you about this like corporation, you know? And you're like, no, I don't even say no. I just keep walking. Unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, like I'm, I know it sucks, but I'm like, no, I can't get involved in this. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't get involved. <laughs> um okay so i also love the at walter's place when they have target practice yeah and they're all cool. just shooting the gun and that's really cool um and then <laughs> i love those ponchos everyone gets at niagara falls yeah those look really cool <laughs> they look cool i really want i really want to go to niagara falls and get those ponchos <laughs> and i also love that that one kind of like cinematography shot that you see where they're standing on that rail of Ni- of at niagara falls and they're on towards the right of the screen and you see him standing there and then you see her and then you see her like tick yeah I just like the way that like that silhouette looks like by the falls. Like I thought it looks really thought it looked really cool. Um, I love at the end, they finally find the black Bobby head in Canada. Yes. And let's talk about this ending. They get, the, he's climbing on the display. Cause the, the black head is like with a chain, like it's a display. So they don't have it. So then he goes in and she's like, get it for me, get it for me. So he like climbs up to get it. And then the fucking like people in the store who they were supposed to go get the manager, they come back and they see him and it starts this whole thing. Now they start like kind of a scene and then he sees that things are getting out of control with her and she's like screaming and she's like saying things and she's off medication right now because she mm-hmm. they flushed it all. So she doesn't have a prescription or anything. So he takes this Lego and then he like breaks it. And she always like separates things into color or like shape. I think this is color. And then the fact that he did that and then you see her doing that and then the cops, they've called the cops and the cops come like, and he says, you know, she just has a disorder. Like can, you know, like she's okay. She's harmless. The fact that after that, I mean, I know that he, she grabbed the gun of the cop Mm -hmm. Because the cop tries to restrain her and then grabs the gun. And then another cop coming down the aisle, like, sees her with the gun and, like, boom, just shoots her. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, I don't know, obviously, I don't know cop protocols or whatever. But I was like, she was, like, technically, isn't it illegal to, I mean, this is Canada, but still, isn't it illegal to kill someone who's not mentally fit? Or not, like, because I think that's, like, the case with the death penalty. I think if you are convicted... I think in most states, I do not know, so don't quote me on this, but I think in most states, if you are considered like mentally ill or mentally like not in control of your own, um, like almost like like Charles Manson, mm-hmm. I don't. I think if you are diagnosed, I don't think they're allowed to execute you. I don't think. I yeah. think it's some kind of thing where, or there was a law that was like that. I don't know if it's still in effect, but I would think that it that also applies to in the field. Like if you know that someone has um you know something that they're not in their right mind like you can't lethally kill them unless they pose a threat i don't know maybe because she had the gun in her hand i don't know if that was his like he could have because she could have easily just raised it and killed someone else i mean she was in a public store it just really sucks like yeah it, it really sucks like how it was very dark the the turn went very dark yeah yeah it was yeah which which was really like super sad so 
And the letter, like I teared up at the end where, so uh, Marcy dies in the store, this cop shoots her. And then, you know, he's like crouching over her. Like Seth is just like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. And then he gets let out in handcuffs and that's what we see. And then you see him. I don't even know how, what the time passes because I guess he doesn't go to jail. Yeah. I guess it's all cool. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I don't get it because they had stolen and he was shot before. Yeah. And like they had stolen, like uh, they held up a store and like held up the gas station person and robbed the gas station so there were like multiple things which i would assume that they would have finally caught him because he was on camera somewhere yeah but anyway apparently that doesn't happen in this movie and he's like walking and then you hear like a voiceover of him saying like dear walter and he like gives this total like like a total like fantasy story Mm -hmm. but and it's like and then you see walter crying so i'm is i mean is this just me or did he tell Walter what actually happened in that letter? Um, because Walter was crying like he knew something happened to Marcy. I, 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 I don't know. I, it's hard to tell. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was hard to tell. I didn't know if that was like voiceover was different or what he like. I mean, because he kind of said like, "Oh, I work on Wall Street," and like it was all these things that like were not true, and I, I think he knew they weren't true. I, I, I mean, my first thought was that like the words he was saying was what he wrote down. Yeah. That's um, what I thought. So, um, but Walter but, knows that that's not true. I mean, probably and, we got know, he, Cause he's like on wall street. He's like, got a job working on wall street and we got married. Yeah. And he's like, we're maybe invite you to a baby shower. And he's like, hint, hint. And then, but I love that. He was like, I wanted to give you $20 for the truck. Like, I didn't, uh, I know like it's not even enough for a down payment. I was like, down payment. That's not even like <laughs> buying one tire. You didn't barely like fill up the fucking car with that. No, um, that truck was amazing. And you robbed this beautiful man of his truck. How Right? Like, like, what the fuck? <laughs> justice for Walter. Yeah. <laughs> like literally justice for Walter. And like, where is he? And he, she like really beat him up when she hit him over the head with that bottle. No. And it was like, he was like bleeding. I felt so bad because it was like. I'm glad that he didn't retaliate. You know what I yeah. mean? Because like he knew that well, she was, you know, she didn't mean it. Well, I'm wondering if there was more to her diagnosis than like just um, Tourette's syndrome. Because I don't think that people with Tourette's are usually very violent. Yeah, I don't so, know. Like, it, um, so I'm, I'm wondering if there was more good going on there. I don't know. I would have to say yes. And I didn't see any, uh, I mean, I didn't really find much information on it, but I wonder if they had someone who was familiar with Tourette's consulting on the script. I don't know if the writer had an experience with it, either himself or a family member. Yeah. Maybe part of it was dramatized. Yeah. Cause we don't know now. The thing is that back in those days, I mean, nowadays things are very like they have consultants for mm-hmm. that reason. You know what I mean? Because they want to accurately portray whatever the character is. Yeah. But in this case, it was an indie film. I don't know if anyone would have even commented on the like honesty of the portrayal because it's just not kind of what not that not what people did, but if they did, it would be kind of a like a big deal. Like what was the case in Forrest Gump? Um like, was there an issue there with his character? I, I don't know. You know, Forrest Gump is a movie I don't really know that much about. Me either. I've um, seen it once and I didn't like, really care about it. I mean, I like 
I like shot once and I guess it was fine, but I thought it was kind of overrated, frankly. But yeah, I'm um, not a big Tom Hanks fan. Yeah. Um, but I wonder what was the, Oh, it just doesn't, okay, according to uh, Wikipedia, it says a slow witted and kind hearted man, but it yeah. definitely seemed like there was a somewhat of a condition or mm-hmm. something. I, I, I don't know. I think that was based on a novel too. Um, oh okay and so, it says like here bullied because of its physical disability and low intelligence so it doesn't really have like a definitive like developmental like now we're way more you know now we're way more like you know diagnosing different things so yeah i guess they would have a more direct answer sean penn was considered for that oh really for first the time. second choice yeah i'm just looking at the wikipedia <laughs> off topic um yeah so that the letter at the end was just like yeah i thought that was like really teary and the yeah. fact that he just somehow doesn't jump into the falls mm-hmm. and he just like looked like his body went over but then <laughs> he's like back on the ground but it's fine walking. it's fine it's fine everything's <laughs> you know? fine he's not going to jail i who knows if his dad even knows he's gone <laughs> like, i mean probably not <laughs> probably not yeah his dad had to go to Nick's. Did he ever get to Nick's? Yeah. <laughs> we don't know. Did he ever get that cab? <laughs> we, <laughs> we don't know. Um, but yeah, this this film is is really great. I feel like if this is one of those like uh, you know, afternoon rainy, um, like it is right now, currently, like cold, rainy, like just a really good movie, really good yeah. actors. Uh Robin Tooney's amazing. I really it, love her. It only makes you want to kill yourself just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a tad. But, you know, at least in the end, the woman is gone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's how they want to end everything, I guess. And isn't that why he was so happy at the end that he was finally free? Right? (laughs) And he just carried on. He just literally carried on. I mean, I would probably jump into Niagara Falls, too. (laughs) Right? Like, shouldn't this be a Romeo and Juliet? I should have felt that you cared about her at some point. Yeah. And not like, oh, thank God. (laughs) Like, (laughs) that's kind of how it felt. It felt like he wasn't really, I feel like I would have made him wallow a bit more. I feel like he, he didn't seem, I didn't get a a Leonardo DiCaprio, like cry out, you know, like in Romeo and Juliet when he, when they said that she died and he was like, "Ah!" (laughs) that's what I needed. I needed to like show that you were like really obsessed with her, but now, you know, justice for Marcy and for Walter. Yes. <laughs> Seth, you're probably like, you probably are working on Wall Street. Maybe that was true. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> that's what happened at the end. Maybe he literally just told him he went to work on Wall Street and he was married to Marcy, but he was married to some other girl. <laughs> he probably went back and married Clea Duval. So probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And she she was about to do do the faculty, yeah, <laughs> with Sean Hattesey, who also makes a small appearance in this film yes. as one of the punks outside the liquor store, which we forgot to mention. <laughs> um, I love Sean Hattesey. He's I actually do. from our neck of the woods. Oh, is he? Cool. Yeah, he's from Frederick. Did you ever see that movie that he was in called Outside Providence, where he gets sent to that boarding school? Yes, a long time ago. I, Isn't that nineties? I, th- I think so. I I, I I like saw it once. I just saw it, I just saw it, it was delightful. <laughs> like, Wait, I, isn't Alec Baldwin in that? Yeah, he's the one who's who, who I think plays his dad, and he's like get in the car, ass bag. Yeah. Oh my god, and Jonathan Brandis is in it. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I'm putting this on the list. It's been a long time since I've seen this. 
I kind of want to see it again. <laughs> what year did it come out? 99. Oh, okay, cool. Yes, I can add it. Cool. Um, awesome. Well, I forgot to mention at the top of the show, uh, we're done with Niagara, but please leave us a review on Spotify now, as well as Apple Podcasts. So yeah, leave us a review. It helps. Write a review, a review. I mean a rating. Leave us a rating. Write a review. It really helps. Tell your friends. And our Patreon is five bucks a month. I know you spend that easily on coffee. So it's five dollars for a whole month. Mm-hmm. And we're doing lots of really cool stuff. And you can tell us what to do. You know? Yeah. So uh, if you have any suggestions, we're going to be doing some TV shows. Me and Charles are going to talk Roswell, which is on Hulu. If you've never seen it or heard of it, go watch it now. Uh, yeah, we have Freaks and Geeks already up. My so-called life is done. So you get all of that when you sign up for five bucks. You get like all of those. What is it like 50 episodes? So so yeah, check it out. And uh, we'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.